In our latest edition of the Ninja Podcast, Jonathan Halstuck, the CTO and co-founder of Racktop Systems, discusses the company's role as a leader in cyber storage. He explains how Racktop's software-defined storage solution can be deployed on-premises, in the cloud, or in front of an existing SAN or object storage, like Cloudian, to protect unstructured data in real time. Grab a coffee and give this one a listen. An amazing product with game-changing results. Hey, good morning, everyone. Thanks so much for uh, joining us again on the NinjaCast. I, uh, I always get the coolest guest, and today is absolutely no exception. Uh, we have one of the brains behind Racktop Systems. And rather than me butcher Jonathan's name, I'm going to let Jonathan introduce himself in just a second. But today we're going to kind of explore uh, what Racktop is where they came from, maybe some of the directions that they're going down the road, but also so we can learn a little bit more about Jonathan and what he does. Jonathan? Hey, thanks for having me here. I'm Jonathan Halsuch. I'm the uh, CTO and co-founder of Racktop Systems. Yeah, cool. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm, I'm excited to have you here. I really am. So tell me, you know, for those of us who don't know what Racktop does, tell me what Racktop does and is. So we're the leader in a category called cyber storage. And what cyber storage is, is really the convergence of security compliance embedded in storage, but more specifically, network attached storage or file server. So we're dealing with your unstructured data. And so you can think of us as a software defined storage solution that can okay. be deployed. You know, we deliver to our customers a turnkey appliance for those that want that, or we can deploy it as a, via, as a virtual machine on-prem on your favorite hypervisor or in the cloud, or maybe you want to put us in front of an existing SAN you have and turn some of that block storage capacity by exposing it to a LUN to us. We'll lay our file system down on top of that and then share out file serving capabilities like a NAS. So we'll do SMB uh, and NFS so that you can access that unstructured data and protect it in real time. And a big difference about what we're doing uh, versus any other types of security type solution is that we have active defense around the data. So we're analyzing what's happening in real time, how users and applications are interacting with the data. And so that's that's really the big difference. Yeah, I I spent some time with a couple of engineers, Will Crittenden, good friend of mine. He and yep. I've spent a lot of time together. One of the things that that I enjoy about Racktop and Cloudian together is that you have something called TDM. And TDM will allow you to truly offload and or use object storage. So, you know, we've got stuff in the lab. And, and quite honestly, there's a video that uh, Will and Gage and I have done together that we're going to be putting out in a couple of weeks that shows exactly all the features and, and how cool TDM works together. But I don't think folks really understand how powerful Racktop is when we think about, you know, preemptively detecting intrusions. You know, whether it be inside the environment or outside the environment, a lot of folks don't know that the majority of those attacks start inside. You know, we read about the, you know, all the white papers that get released and this guy's talking to China. Those are real deals. That's how yep. it really goes down. Tell me a little bit more, Jonathan, about how your system sees those types of things happening. Yeah. So what we're doing is. We're not relying on agents or anything. We're basically that that protection 
as close to the data as possible where the data is living, right? And so what we're doing is analyzing the behaviors, how users and applications interact with the data that we're storing by looking at the things that a normal user does or what could be an insider threat. So admin privileges, for instance, Mm. we want to scrutinize admin credentials because they're typically used in things like insider threats or even uh, outside cyber attacks. They try to escalate to admin privilege because they have access to all the data. And that's how they try and steal the data, right? A lot of organizations are very focused on ransomware. Of course, we want to prevent ransomware attacks, not just recover from them. But we also want to detect them as early as possible to reduce the threat window. And we do that by looking at the early parts of that cyber kill chain, right? The first thing is reconnaissance. And so the first thing we'll see an insider threat or even an external adversary do is try to look around on the network to see what's there to steal, right? And Mm -hmm. a lot of times they will first escalate to admin credentials and then go look around. So as soon as they tried to look at admin, or uh, sorry, as soon as they tried to go look at data on Racktop and we see that admin credentials are being used, we would immediately alert on that. And if you look back a few years ago, right, the sunburst attack, they got in through the the supply chain, right? Mm -hmm. So they're already in your network. Then they ping out to the command and control center and say, hey, are you interested in this network? They say, yes. The next thing they do is they escalate the admin credential, and then they start to look around on the network to find data to steal. If they were to do that on the brick store, we would immediately alert, hey, the network monitoring software is trying to read files on this. This isn't normal, right? And then you can immediately investigate that and hopefully reduce that threat window from the eight months it took down to you know days, minutes, or seconds. And you mentioned TDM. Even if that yeah. data is stored on Cloudy and through TDM, we're still analyzing those behaviors in the same way. So it's protected in that same uh, capability, too. I, and I just think that's amazing because I have so many people, you know, from I, I've been doing this 30 plus years, Jonathan. And, and I think one of the things that people, you know, they sit back and they go, oh, well, I've got my backups and I can recover from that. I'm like, dude, you don't want to go there. You want to stop it before you have to go to your backups right. because the, restoring uh, an environment, suppose it's just a small environment with 150 VMs running in it. That's 150 VMs. And you don't know how deep it's gone, how far it's out. And that's a total restore. That's a three-week project, man. That's not a five-minute restore. We're going to bring a file back because Sally deleted it. No. You know, right. it's it's much more effective in the method that you guys are putting out there for folks to use. It says, oh, by the way, let's keep an eye on this guy. And something tells me that when it finds something weird going on, it locks it right down, doesn't it? It does, right. Because think about it, 89% of even ransomware attacks have a data exfiltration component to it. That means before they even try to launch the ransomware, they're stealing data because they've realized, hey, they might have backups, so they might not pay me, but I can extort them by embarrassing them, right? So we want to detect that right away. So as soon as we start to detect those malicious behaviors, we can block and stop that user account, or we can just alert on it. It just depends on, you know, what what the threat is and how your organization wants to deal with that. And, you know, that really is the heart of zero trust, right? A lot of people throw around the word zero trust. It's become a buzzword, but it's hard for people to understand what it means. So my analogy is it's just like the credit card industry that we've been using for years, right? The credit card company gives you your credit card, you go and start charging. If all of a sudden you charge an unusual amount at a place you don't normally stop, shop at, they don't let the charge go through, right? They make you prove, hey, it's you and you want to go through. We're doing mm-hmm. the same thing for file operations in real time without affecting the user experience or application performance. So, you know, in a traditional file share, an admin would go in and give you read-write permissions to that folder, and you'd have read-write permissions to that folder, 
until the admin went back in and took them away. Sure. With sure. the zero trust approach and with Racktop, admin gives you permissions to rewrite that folder. But if all of a sudden you start to read a bunch of data, well, your account might be compromised or you might be trying to steal data. So we can right. alert on that. If you're reading the files and encrypting them, well, that's ransomware. We're going to block your user account and host sure. from accessing any further data. And what's cool about our solution too is if you do start to encrypt files or delete files, we will actually show you in our bulk recovery, hey, and make recommendations engine, hey, these were the files that should be removed. So the encrypted files in the case of a ransomware deck, and this is the version of that file from this snapshot that should be restored. So you can actually Good run Lord. that whole recovery process in less than a minute. Wow, that that is amazing. So you're sitting on your couch one day, right? You're talking, yep. you lean over, talk to the wife and go, hey, I've got an idea for a game changer. What do you think about this? <laughs> where, where did this come from? I mean, that's amazing. Where, where did the thought come from to say, hey, let's do this? You know, so... What, we've been doing this for a while, right? We founded Racktop back in 2010, and it was based on our yeah. experience within the DOD and the IC and seeing okay. how insider threats and how nation states steal other nation states' data, right? And, sure. And those type of attacks are silent. They're not very visible. They they want to get in there. They want to keep access so they have persistent access. Right. That's why you hear the term mm -hmm. advanced persistent threat, APT. They want to mm -hmm. be able to get access to data whenever they want because they're deriving value from stealing secrets, intellectual property, any of that stuff. They're not trying to make a lot of noise. But, mm -hmm. And so we've always been focused on protecting data from theft and insider threats based on our knowledge of how nation states do that. And we figured out, hey, a lot of the commercial products today aren't really focused on that. There's no security embedded into the storage, and it became very hard to protect that data. So we figured, hey, this is how we would do it. This is the tools we would like to be able to do. And so my co-founder, who's the CEO, Eric Bednash, and I founded mm -hmm. this to be able to create a commercial product so that any organization could protect their data as if it were a national secret, including the private sector. Now, I'll tell you, in the beginning, the private sector, you know, they weren't exposed to it. It didn't seem like a threat. It wasn't a risk. Sure. So yeah, they, weren't, sure. Yeah. they weren't as sensitive. However, some people were, you know, finance, certain, certain regulated industries were very aware sure. of that and they were more sensitive to it. But what happened was around 2019, 2020, especially with COVID, you saw mm -hmm. this huge rise in ransomware attacks, right? And that's a very visible threat. They're letting you know, hey, I'm here and I've done something <laughs> to your data and I want your money now, right? Yeah. And so... Then people started to say, yeah, people started to say, hey, well, maybe I need to care about this, right? And then I think, in my mind, I think the thing that really got people, especially everyday people, to sure. realize how a cyber attack could, could affect them was the colonial pipeline attack. Because, oh, yeah. Right? People's vacations were affected. Somebody's IT decision at some other company you have never even heard of probably before that mm -hmm. is now affecting your gas prices. And right. you can't go on vacation. So yeah. that's when you realize like, oh, this is kind of real, right? Everybody knows. <laughs> yeah. Like you knew a kinetic weapon is, is right. deadly and dangerous. Now you can see, hey, a cyber attack can, can affect my everyday life. And so we've seen that evolution. And I think, you know, with our background, we knew what's possible and what people are trying to do, but it's been typically silent. Now with the rise of <laughs> ransomware, it's been more visible and you're seeing a cyber attack all the time. And at first it was just encrypt the data. And now you're even getting to the point, like I said, 89% of those attacks involve data theft where yes, they're not posting okay. them to embarrass you, but who knows if they're, they're still using them or selling access to another criminal organization. Oh, absolutely. 
You know, I mean, w- one of the things, too, that um, I think a lot of folks don't understand and when I have conversations with my customers about, you know, the immutability function that we have in our product and the things that Rocktop does and what Veeam does and Rubrik, all these other tools that are out there, I explain to them that you're dealing with people and cancer is really close to me. I'm a survivor. So one of the things that happened during COVID is they took research from a children's cancer research facility and held it for Bitcoin ransom. I mean, these are the kind of guys and gals you're dealing with. Yep. They they don't care. Yep. And the ability for us to now have a tool like Racktop that will preemptively prevent something like this and almost instantly recover Along with all the other pieces that you can put in place around it, you can take your environment and put it at a different level of security. And people, and again, in my experience, Jonathan, talking to hundreds and hundreds of customers, the light doesn't come on for all of them until it happens. Right. And then all of a sudden, people are going, hey, uh, I think this is a... Uh, what do you call that? Uh, an RGE. Yeah, this is a resume generating event you just had. Okay, why didn't you know about this? And in the process of that, I can't share enough when I find cool technology like Racktop, how valuable that is to us now and in the future, because our IT landscape is totally changed. It's totally changed. Yeah, so, totally. It's, mm-hmm. I think, and what we need to see is more, you know, I think in certain organizations this is happening, but the the CISO or the CIO, the security versus the infrastructure needs mm-hmm. to be one. There yep. might be different heads of people, but they need to act in in concert with each other yep. and understand that everybody's responsibility is security, just like safety. If I was outside my office and I saw a fire, I wouldn't be like, I'm not in the safety department. That's not my problem. It'd be my responsibility <laughs> to alert everybody there's a Hold danger, on. right? I've and, got some other things I need to burn. Let me bring them yeah. <laughs> So. It, <laughs> Like my old resume. No, so yeah, like exactly. I think uh, I I think that's important for people to see. Like, hey, we got to take this seriously. And I don't think that sure. at all the times people realize that they. I hear all the time, like we don't have that much sensitive data, or you know, it's that's we're not really worried if somebody steals this. Well, there's one way. I guarantee there's in some aspect you're worried about one. If it's if it's not if you're not worried about being stolen, are you worried about it being unavailable? Probably. So you want right. to protect that, right? Even the weather right. service, eventually you're gonna know what the weather is. So if the data was stolen, maybe it's not that sensitive, but it'd be pretty bad if it's not available because everybody relies on the weather, including right. the you know right. flight, you know, flights, a military. It, it's important, right? So that mm-hmm. there's a value to having it available. Not having uptime is mm-hmm. is bad, right? And we focus in storage a lot on system uptime, right? You, you We buy right. HA systems for availability. Now we need mm-hmm. to start to look at data availability, how how available and you know with integrity and confidentiality mm-hmm. is my data. And that's kind of the next step when you talk about this sure. IT landscape, right? Yeah, I agree with you. You know, and now, and again, I, I know for a fact of just conversations you and I have had prior to our interview yep. today, there are companies that you work with, agencies you work with that we can't discuss, and I understand that. But at the same point in time, for my listeners, if you have a product that three-letter agencies are using, you need to take a moment to check it out, you know, because when we find something as IT professionals, it's going to possibly save not only data, time, and money, it's something that you need to talk to your team about and or those above your team 
and say, you know, maybe we should take a peek at this. And I'll let another little cat out of the bag that even Jonathan may not know about. <laughs> Will and I are working on a road show. Oh, great. And uh, we're going to do Cloudian and Ragtop together in some different cities. Um, don't have the dates, but I will have them on the blog. We'll be announcing them uh, that are going to show these things so you guys can see them, monitor set at a desk. We'll bring you guys in, do some lunch, and and walk through the product and see the product do it on top of Cloudian and what those two together do as a team. I'm telling you, you're going to be blown away. This product is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Jonathan, thanks yeah, for that sharing awesome. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah it's going to be good stuff. And now, let's let's take a, a different turn here. Tell me, you know, we kind of know how this came about and what's there. If you could unplug, okay, and, and you have that look in your eye just like me. Uh, my wife looks at me all the time. She's like going, uh, walk away, you know, can you come <laughs> in here, you know. What is your downtime for you? What do you enjoy doing outside of technology? So I love, you know, good food and, and drinks. So I'm oh. a big uh, food person. And then mm -hmm. the other thing I love is travel. So you get to do the same, right? So as I travel, yeah. so I like to travel for food and drinks, but then also skiing. So I, I do a lot of downhill yeah. skiing as okay. well. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Cool. All right. And um, from that aspect of things in the travel, yep. inside of Racktop, where do you see Racktop five years from now? Five years from now? Mm -hmm. So I see, I see that cyber storage being more of kind of the regular, like all, all storage will have these types of protections. But I think mm -hmm. that, you know, the threats will continue to, to evolve. And I hope that mm -hmm. we have the ability to provide our, our, our storage capabilities in more uh, digestible formats. So that's very easy. So we obviously see people moving to the cloud. We see people doing on-prem stuff. And I think it's not like only cloud or it's not only on-prem. It's really, hey, what's the strategy of your business? What are you mm -hmm. trying to do? And mm -hmm. where are the people that need this data? And I see us making that ubiquitous data available, but have that really strong security to protect not just today's threats, but tomorrow's threats. So I see, you know, the threats always evolving. They just have to look for that one thing to get there. And so we will continue to evolve our capabilities. And, and on our roadmap, you know, we have patents on technologies we're implementing to provide the next level of, of security. And I'd love to see us protecting more, uh, more applications and, and things and expanding out what we do to protect data uh, wherever it may reside. Cool. Cool. All right. Well, here, here are the, the quasi questions that I okay. ask everyone. Okay. And yep. I don't want you to put a lot of thought in this. I just want you to answer it's like the rapid fire. Yeah. It's not really <laughs> quite like that, but sort of, yeah. <laughs> iPhone or Google iPhone. Okay. Mustard or ketchup mustard hot dogs or hamburgers. Definitely hamburgers. Ice hockey or football uh, football, I guess. Oh, Interviews over. <laughs> European football, more European oh, football. I got a soccer guy over. Yeah, I got a chance to meet uh, uh, Yager and Marilyn B one time. Uh, oh, really? And, yeah, let me tell you. And they're both like five foot nothing, you know. And I'm, I'm, you know, almost six eight. And so when I got to meet them, I'm looking down, talking to the guy, and they are the nicest, just the nicest guys. And uh, I think that just took me over the deep end talking to these guys. They were just really great guys. That's I've awesome. never, never looked back. Football <laughs> later. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could share one thought 
Okay. And we try to keep these, for my listeners here, they're down to a drive time. Okay. So I want to make sure that I don't impose on your day, but I also want to keep us condensed into that window because I'd love to have you back. I've got some other things that I'd like to ask you. Sure. But tell me if you've got a college graduate that's coming out, what, what would you give them as a piece of advice, Jonathan, going forward in their, in their not yet career? So if, if you're in college, I would recommend doing a co-op or an internship. That'd be the first thing. Cause then you can actually see a lot of times people think, you know, you study something, but then mm-hmm. the application of that subject or whatever can be very different and unexpected. And I think, you know, I love computer engineering, which is what I majored in, but I yeah. like the application of it even better than like, what <laughs> was. but gotcha. um, yeah. so I think that's a great way. And I think the most important thing coming out of uh, college too, is finding a place that's going to be right for your goals and what you're expecting to accomplish. Some people, you know, obviously I'm in a startup now, but I started in the government. The government has a lot of advantages, right? It's a very large organization. It can mentor and foster a lot of stuff. So it can be great for a foundation. That's not for everybody. Some people, you know, want to start in a small organization. That's what they want. But I think figuring out what your goals are in a very large organization, you might have more educational opportunities and things like that. In a startup, if you have, or a small organization, you just need to make sure you're going to have the right mentors and people around you so that in those formative years, you can get some of that experience and see the thought process to making decisions. Cause that's also important is like, how would you go about doing this? And you need some experts around you so that you can get that field expertise and understanding of how would you, and I'm specifically talking more on the technology side of things, but sure, how sure. would you yeah. do that? Right. Cause there's not a lot uh, that tells you that in a college. But it's that real world experience and having mentors and peers that can you can share ideas with, get their feedback from, I think is very important. And it can happen in both. It's just understanding and making sure the place you choose is going to be able to support and facilitate that. That that is great advice. Son, Ashton, are you listening, buddy? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We've got our youngest is about to graduate and and it's very similar conversations we're having with him, but I, I like to get different perspectives. I think oftentimes, you know, the experience that they're going to get when they get into their first job is going to outweigh anything they ever studied in college. It yep. truly will. That's going to shape, one, their direction and their thought. They're either going to walk into that first role and go, oh, my God, this sucks. I can't do this. Or, man, this is exactly what I wanted to do. And yep. nothing I did in school preps me for this. I've got to start doing X, you know. Right. So, yep. yeah. Good thoughts, Jonathan. Thank you so much. Thank you. I can't thank you enough for sharing the morning with me. This is uh, this great. is really cool. Your product's amazing. I mean, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, well, we and love I'm, working with Cloudy, and uh, definitely yeah. excited. And obviously, we have our Jumpstart program too. So that for Cloudy customers, we can give them a free access to the subscription. They can play with it and use it with the Cloudy, and it would be great too. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, again, folks, all truthfulness, uh, Will and I will be coming around. I'd love to set up a demo for you. Love to walk you through it in your environment, too. Uh, But aside from that, you know, looking at your future data center is going to change the game for you as an organization. Let us help you do that. If it fits for you, we're, we're more than happy to help you with that. John, thanks again so much for being here. Thanks so for for having me. It was great. I enjoyed it. Good, good. Folks, remember, keep sending me the text, the questions, things that are there, notes to the blog so that uh, we know who you want to see and any follow-up questions for Jonathan. 
and uh, we'll chat with you next time.